What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. This is the Fantasy Alarm 2-Minute Drill. I'm Dan Malin, back after a one-week hiatus. Many thanks to Matt Sells for covering for me last week. But I am joined, as always, by James Babyface Grande. Recapping Week 13, plenty of injuries, plenty of storylines, plenty of returns to discuss. Grande, how are you doing? How was Week 13? So, as you and I alluded to, first off, I'm doing well. And uh, happy birthday to you, Dan. I want to start off by saying. Thanks, man. Um, you just subtly just mentioned happy birthday to me as the Bruins score a goal down 3-1, and that made you happy. So, that made me happy. Um, <laughs> Dan celebrating his 25th today, so everyone flood his Twitter timeline with happy birthdays. Um, if you're listening to this. They're all going to be a day late, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it will be a day late for sure. Um <clears throat> But no, I mean, I didn't play any DFS. I've ha- I had a very I had a pretty successful um, seasonal week. I'm currently I've currently moved into top two, barring Monday's results in the Raz Bowl. I'm second overall. Um, Fantasy Alarm member Kangas Man is third. If you hear that, so we have two FA members currently in the top three of the Raz Bowl. Um, as it currently stands, obviously things subject to change but uh hoping to get I, I finished top 10 two years ago so i'm hoping to run it back again um with another good finish i i uh i think i have the optimal start in that league dan i had the 11th pick and i went kelsey uh kelsey first round Devonte adams on the way back Maybe. i'm pretty sure that is the optimal start they have 24 touchdowns between the two um, and I took Christian Watson on a late run flyer, so all things all things are working out right now in the Razzle. Does Watson have like eight touchdowns uh, now in his last four games? Yep, yep, eight touchdowns in four games. Uh, he is a freak of nature. Um, I heard he's averaging a touchdown every four touches. Talk about yeah, I mean, unsustainable. Definitely unsustainable, but like he just keeps going. Like he keeps, he just going. keeps going. It just keeps happening. <laughs> like it's just kind of it just keeps happening. And I think the Packers like realize it. Like. And and the second touchdown yesterday was a jet sweep, right? Like they just need to put the ball in the kids' hands, and good things happen, and it's just happening. So, um, yeah, seasonal great uh, in the FA League. Uh, another win, pretty much solidifying myself in the playoffs. Uh, other seasonal leagues been good. No DFS for me this week. I took it off. I am playing Monday Night Showdown. Unfortunately, I already regret it, but. Uh, you it looked like you had a pretty good uh, birthday weekend uh, in terms of profit over there, Dan. It was one of those weeks where I didn't put a lot of time or effort into researching. Uh, I pretty much woke up on Sunday. I listened to like two podcasts. I read Howard's playbook and I just threw five lineups in the Millie Maker and I did an afternoon uh, afternoon lineup that min cash and I had three lineups in the Millie Maker that uh, did overall and overall I made like a hundred bucks on the day. So I find my TFS performances of late have been better when I've done like minimal research <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, putting in like two hours a day throughout the week and then overthinking it on the weekend. Um, so I, I've just been trying to condense my player pool, uh, keep it pretty tight and just do my five laps and it worked out on Sunday. But we have a lot to discuss, especially out of the Bay Area. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. He's done for the year. Brock Purdy came in. Uh, completed 25 of 37 pass attempts. That's pretty good, but it was only for 210 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He was sacked three times. His average depth of target was just 5.4 yards, and he was off target on 16% of his pass attempts. More specifically, he was off target on four of nine targets to Brandon Ayuk. Now, I don't think this move to Brock Purdy, and 
whether he's the long-term solution heading into the playoffs for the 49ers remains to be unseen. The team did also sign Josh Johnson off the Broncos practice squad. But, you know, the change at quarterback, I don't think it negatively impacts Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the shallow depth of target is probably is going to turn us more to McCaffrey. Uh, he had eight catches on 10 targets on Sunday, and he's going to be a nice check down safety net for any quarterback that's starting for the 49ers. I don't think it's that much of a downgrade for George Kittle. Uh, he's probably still a top 10 to 12 tight end. We've discussed plenty on this podcast about how the position sucks. So, uh, if anything, it just makes him more questionable. But given how much the position sucks, Kittle's still in play. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get questions uh, as to him being a start sit going forward. My big concerns are going to be with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Uh, I don't know if Purdy's going to be able to air it out as much. Uh, wasn't the case on Sunday. Um, right. And I'd say Ayuk, for me, arguably becomes fairly unplayable or would rather have three guys that I trust more than him at this point. Debo is probably downgraded for me to a flex option. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to consider him as a top 20 play. Now I could see that being the case this coming week and week 14, because there are six teams on by, but really tough to trust anyone completely outside of Christian McCaffrey in this offense. What say you? Um, so it's definitely CMC as the primary guy here. Um, we know how prolific he is out of the backfield. I guess it's one thing to consider if he, if Christian McCaffrey is at all limited um, moving forward because he is dealing with the knee, um, reportedly knee tendonitis, some form of knee tendonitis. Now, obviously, he had touched the ball 25 times. We'll see how he comes out of that. No reports of any injury. Um, but Jordan Mason did get eight carries, Debo four. Um, so Brandon Ayuk looking at um, dot average depth of target, Almost 10 yards. Definitely concerning there. Debo Samuel, uh, Dan, this year, 4.4 is his dot. I think that plays fine into his rapport. Could be like the rapport with um, Brock Purdy if that is the route that... Even last year, wasn't Debo's dot still something like 2, like 2.1 or something? I mean, most of his catches, a lot of his catches actually came right at the line of scrimmage. And then he's just a talented enough player where he just you know can make the play on his own. Yeah, I mean, he is a he is a guy who has a lot of yards after catch. Let's see. So this year, you ready? Yeah. So a dot four point four that ranks ninety eighth in the NFL. Where do you think Debo Samuel ranks in yak, which is yards after catch? If you had to guess, uh, just guess a random number. I mean, knowing Debo, top 10. knowing Debo, where would you just take a stab? Sixth, third overall, oh. and he's missed time. He so uh, I think that there is a lot of potential for Debo here. And plus, we have to remember he got four carries in this game. He's a big play threat every time he gets touches on the ground as well. So um, I don't think it really affects Debo maybe as much as is Debo a top twelve receiver like he was drafted as? No, um, but a weekly wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, sure. Um, Ayuk's hurt. Ayuk is hurt, and I have Ayuk in a in a bunch of different leagues. Um, you love to see the nine targets, but if he's if Purdy's gonna have problems stretching the field, when four of them are off target, they're right, useless. Right. It's it's gonna hurt. Um, so I agree on Kittle because the position stinks. I agree on McCaffrey if if 
it's going to be a check down city. McCaffrey's going to eat, and we could see overall number one RB1 season for McCaffrey. And I think Debo's going to be just fine. But uh, Brandon Ayuk is def- definitely feels like the odd man out. Uh, I'm going to skip down in our notes real quick because I think this is a decent segue, and we can just be real quick. But Baker Mayfield was released by the Carolina Panthers on Monday. Uh, do you think that the 49ers are going to kick the tires and maybe put a claim in for him? He does have familiarity with Kyle Shanahan's offense. Now, granted, Mayfield has had probably five different coordinators throughout his career right now. And, I mean, you know, Mayfield looked good in 2020. He played hurt last year, and then he was just terrible in Carolina this year. But you can make that argument for almost any quarterback in that offense. Would you be interested or think it's an upgrade for any of the players in San Francisco if Mayfield was to be picked up? Or should the Baker Mayfield reclamation project just be some other team's problem? I mean, I just don't know what the the upside is um like he's looked so bad and i know you meant like you mentioned it he has had a lot of coordinators to deal with there was a very good year mixed in there somewhere right um i just don't know what the upside is brock purdy's been learning the system all year he was the one they have draft capital in they kept him over i forget who their like third string quarterback was to start the year they kept him over the guy that they had i like nick mullins was it no it wasn't nick mullins um but whoever it was like purdy didn't look terrible like he hung in there and it made a big throw on a third down in the fourth quarter um i I just don't see like maker has mayfield has to come in he has to learn the playbook he's looked bad like what's his confidence level at this point i think you roll with what you have Josh Johnson, I think it's $1.5 million if you if you claim him off the waiver wire. That's what the Niners would have to pay him. Just okay. keep the money. Just yeah. keep the money. Like, there's – what does is, – is Baker Mayfield – I'll just flip it around to you, and I'll just ask you. Is Baker Mayfield honestly an upgrade over either Purdy or Johnson? I'm pretty sure the answer is no. <laughs> Look, did you say you're pretty sure? What? No. Did you what? say you're pretty what? sure? What? No. Uh, no, I, I probably have to agree with you. I, I don't think it's a move that they need to make, especially if if you're this far along in the season and, you know, you, you just got a win with Purdy on Sunday against a pretty good team. Now, granted, it was it was a strong defensive effort from the 49ers. Uh, you know, stick with what you got. It, it's, it sucks that you've lost Lance, you've lost Garoppolo. Uh, but, hey, you know, it gives you a good look at Brock Purdy. Maybe this is a kid that can get a little more comfortable in the offense you know, feel, you know, a little more comfortable going deeper. I've always, I thought this too, you know, we can harp on a quarterback for maybe having an average depth of target. And for fantasy, you want to see a quarterback airing it deeper. Um, That's just, it's better for the wide receivers and, and all the pass catchers. And I haven't seen the whole game, but if Miami was strictly just giving him the shorter passes and preventing him from, from throwing deeper, and he was just jumping on board, with those shorter pass attempts, and he was successful that way. By all means, take whatever the defense is giving to you. Right. Like, that's what Mike White has done in two weeks right. as the just starting quarterback. And, you know, they've gone one and one, and they almost beat the Vikings. Like, just take what the defense gives you and just make the right play. You know, you don't need to be a playmaker when you have guys like McCaffrey, right. you know, Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk when he's healthy. Just get him the damn ball. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's move on to another 
uh, injured star quarterback, uh, probably more of a star than Jimmy Garoppolo. But Lamar Jackson, unlikely to play in week 14, but he's not out for the year. Uh, dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Tyler Huntley uh, is set to get the start. And for fantasy, this is not really all that bad. Um, doesn't air it out, but, I mean, he was efficient. He, he completed 27 of 32 pass attempts, 187 yards. But the good thing with Huntley is that he added 41 rushing yards. Um, now, my two questions for you are, does Huntley's presence mean we likely aren't starting any Baltimore running backs this week because of Huntley's ability to run the ball? And is this potentially a big upgrade for Mark Andrews in six games with Huntley as the quarterback? Andrews has 47 catches for 551 yards and three touchdowns. Somewhat small sample size, but we've seen the chemistry between these two. Okay, so for the running back question, I'm interested to see if uh, J.K. Dobbins comes back because he was activated, um, officially activated off the injury injury report. They didn't dress him this game, um, but he they opened his window and he's back. So like, will he make his return this week? That only muddies the waters even more. I don't even want to play them to begin with, um, even without Dobbins because, I mean, look at I mean just look at this mess. Like Huntley led them in carries with ten. Kenyon Drake, seven. Gus Edwards, six. Gus Edwards provides nothing in the pass game. Um, Kenyon Drake gave us two receptions in the passing game. Um, and then Justice Hill mixed in there. I don't want to play any of them anyway. Um, not going to get any better with Dobbins because he's going to be limited when he upon return, right? Um, the second point is, yeah, I think Mark Andrews is fine. You love the seven targets. The 53 yards is fine. Just hasn't looked the same since the multiple injuries he he suffered there, right? Um, seems to be still still dealing with a a little bit of whatever one of the two injuries that he's been battling. Um, but I mean, dude, 9.3 fantasy points in PPR leagues is like a top 12 finish every week in fantasy. Like, is that the draft capital you paid for? No, but like, it's still Mark Andrews is still an advantage. A, a clear-cut advantage over 97% of the field at tight end. So I don't know if it's an upgrade because him and Lamar have had such a good rapport um, throughout the years, but it, the numbers between this, like this, in this connection, they don't lie. Like they don't lie. So um, it's it's not a bad thing to have. Uh, Deshaun Watson made his triumphant return to the NFL. Um, triumphant is. One way to describe it, probably yeah, poor. He's tri- fine. Triumphant, <laughs> triumphant is the opposite of what yeah. No kidding. Um, first game in about 23 months, uh, over 700 days, could not have gone any worse. Uh, no, only 22 pass attempts, and he only completed 12 of them. Uh, threw a pick. Thankfully, it was a huge day for the Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, but you know, rust, sh- sure, maybe one. That uh, playing against his old team on the road, and there were Deshaun Watson accusers uh, in the stands watching. Maybe he was in his head a little bit, rightfully so. Probably deserves it. Yep. But with matchups coming up against the Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commanders, and Steelers to finish the season, how confident are you starting Deshaun Watson uh, given the schedule for the fantasy football playoffs? And I understand most fantasy managers probably don't need to start him in a standard one quarterback league, but. You know, if you've been stashing him in like a two quarterback league or a super flex league, how good are you feeling about his prospects for the rest of the season? 
I don't know. It's a tricky question because there was ob- the obvious potential there was going to be rust. He had not yeah. played. Not only had he not played, he hadn't been allowed to practice for 11 weeks. And then he was eligible to return to practice the week prior. So he got, what, two full weeks of practicing, essentially. He had the preseason that he was eligible to play. And he had two weeks of practice. <clears throat> There's no and, he, and this wasn't a situation where he was returning to his old team. He was coming to a new team, a new system. Another week will go by where he gets another practice. I'm comfortable with using him in a two-quarterback league, especially when you start factoring in the quarterback position as a whole. Um, It's been bad, right? Like, there is no doubt outside of the top, I would say, five guys, maybe six if you include Geno Smith, it has been a position that you have not been able to rely upon. Uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I'll, I'll throw Justin Fields in there. I'll throw Geno Smith. And then probably like borderline Herbert, Lawrence, whatever. Um, other than that, who is one quarterback? Tua. Sorry, Tua as well. Who are the other quarterbacks then that you can confidently say week in, week out, you're you're comfortable with starting? Like at, like right off, like maybe Kyler Murray recently i mean kyler murray has had week yeah i mean it helps when he's getting you know he's at hopkins for a few weeks now and he's getting marquise brown back but who but like like let's rattle like i'm just going to read you cur- the current like qb2 range okay these are these are qbs 13 and below aaron Rodgers has a bye this week so you're obviously starting watson over Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Derek carr has been better so maybe that's a better discussion he's been a top 15 quarterback five straight weeks Kirk Cousins, he's looked like crap more often than he hasn't. The Vikings keep winning, but it's not because of Kirk Cousins lately. Jared Goff, he's looked, he's had one top 15 finish since week four. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacoby Brissett, not on the team. Or <laughs> right. on his backup. He's just not starting. Yeah. Um, Garoppolo Hurt. Matt Ryan, QB 21. Who are you starting, Watson or Matt Ryan? After we, what we saw. Uh, Russell Wilson. Or, <laughs> or I mean... These are, I mean, it's just like you just start looking at the landscape of the quarterback position. There aren't a lot of guys that are you're starting over Deshaun Watson, unfortunately, especially in two QB leagues. Now, like you said, in one quarterback leagues, you probably don't need to if it's 12 teams or if it's 10 teams. 14 team leagues, you might need to. I think that the rapport, obviously, with his teammates are going to build. Um, there's a lot of talent on the offense. Deshaun Watson, as shit of a person as he is, is a very good quarterback and has proven that for a long time. Um, let's not forget, he also sat out all of last year. So it's not like he was just like coming back from this suspension and he played all, he didn't play at all last year either. So it's going to, you know, maybe a week, maybe two, but I think just given the options, I don't really see many other better guys out there, uh, especially in two quarterback leagues than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I'd like to see them. I was actually surprised that even Nick Chubb, um, we all thought that was kind of like a smash spot for him. He didn't really run all over Houston's defense like we've seen previous teams do. Only 80 rushing yards on 17 carries, and he had one of the 22 targets. Um, I am a little optimistic that, you know, Watson can do better, especially when they play at home. I I can't believe this, but Amari Cooper has had these really weird home road splits. 
Um, had a massive target share on Sunday with nine targets, but he only caught four of them. But I do think that, you know, when they can get this team playing in a home environment, and if they can get David Njoku, um, I think things will bode much better for the Cleveland Browns passing game. Um, last but not least, and this isn't really necessarily a topic of discussion, more of me just venting, but I cannot stand the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they are an absolute fraud. I think they're a trap. It's like they finally they pull off a miraculous come-from-behind win over the Ravens one week, and then they you know shit the bed against the Detroit Lions, the worst defense in the league. They put up 14 points. Trevor Lawrence, to his credit, looked like he had a very serious leg injury in the first half, left the game, did come back in the second half, but he only throws for 179 yards and a touchdown to Evan Ingram. Zay Jones, 19 catches in his last two games on 24 targets, comes in and naturally only gets two catches. Uh, Christian Kirk had himself a fine day. Travis Etienne, I was actually all over him in DFS, and he was one of my few snowflakes that I had. Yep. And uh, Miles Turner has been marked out. That's an NBA storyline. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Travis Etienne, I thought he was going to be fine. Uh, he even said prior to – after last week's game against the Ravens, he could have gone back in, but he missed all of his rookie season right. with a list for injury in his foot, and so they didn't want to risk it. And I thought, great, if people are going to be worried about the foot injury going against the Lions, then I'm going to be all over him. And I was, and he didn't do that great. And so it's the second time in the last month I've just believed and bought into the lies – surrounding the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I hate this because I actually did get them at like eight and a half to eight, like plus 850 to win the AFC South. I thought it was a great bet at the beginning of the season. Mm. And uh, no, they're just, they're just falling apart. They're frauds. They're not there yet. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of bitter. I think I'm done playing the Jaguars in DFS. They are tough, dude. Cause it's one week. It's Zay Jones. Next week. It's Christian Kirk sprinkle in ETN. Um, I think that there's, they're vastly improving. I guess anything improves for over Urban Meyer uh, and Urban Meyer coach team. I mean, even some the players have said that uh, publicly where they just roast Urban Meyer at all times. Um, I guess, yeah, we just got to be out until they pull us back in inevitably, right? <laughs> um so, I mean, I, I think they have all the talent in the world to be a good team, um, but until they prove it to us on a consistent basis, I'm, I am out too. I'm not going to go as far as you, call them frauds, but uh, um, I will say that I'm out. Dan, I got to ask you one final question, okay? Yeah. I just, I think everyone wants to know, because, I, I mean, me too, because, I, you know, I just saw a video of Odell Beckham. And he arrived to the Dallas Maverick games tonight with Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs. Which, <laughs> you know, it's, it's awesome to see. Is Odo Beckham going to Dallas? And if not, where's he going? I don't know. Like, I, I haven't followed the Odell saga probably as closely as other people have, um, especially after the issue at the airport where he was escorted off a plane. Initially, my thought was like, right, well, that's only going to delay his signing with the team like another two weeks. Right. And so we're heading into week 14. I initially thought that if he signed with the team ahead of week 13, he probably wouldn't have made an impact until week 15. And so now if he signs with the team ahead of week 14, I don't think he makes a dramatic impact until week 16 or 17. And so I don't really care where he signs. I just I've I'm past the point of thinking that he has any. Value Fancy this year. impact in 2022. None. None. I mean, he well, he's been open about wanting a multi-year deal. 
Wherever he goes, he How said he wants it. Now, though? He's 30. He's 30. Uh, I mean, you got to think, he came out as a young 20-year-old, 21 yeah. years old. Um, and, yeah, he's seasoned. I'm not saying he's, like, a young buck, but, like, he was well on his way to winning Super Bowl MVP last year. Um, and then, you know, he tears ACL. So, like, I don't know. I As a Giants fan, there's obviously rooting interest as for, like, a potential reunion past this year because – um, if there's one thing the Giants desperately need, it's people who can catch the football because we don't have any of those type of players. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting to see. You know, it's also heartbreaking to see uh, Odell Beckham at a Dallas game with uh, Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Just, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I obviously I want to say I'll, I'll answer the question. I obviously want to say that he's going to go to the New York football Giants. Um, but I am realistic, and I do think uh, if he wants to win a ring this year, he goes to Dallas or Buffalo. He has the he has a visit with Buffalo as well, so I think he ends up with one of those two places. But um, obviously, crossing my fingers that he we have a reunion with Odell Beckham. I would say if his priority is to get a long term contract, um, he's going to go where the most. I mean, the long term contract is probably most money slash best chance to win, which is probably still Buffalo or uh, Dallas. I mean, Buffalo, you have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs there. New York, you have Daniel Jones, maybe. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and um, Sterling Shepard, all his, all free agents next year. So like- the Giants pick up the, oh, so the, wait, did the Giants pick up the fifth year option on Jones? No, they declined it. So this was a prove a year for Daniel Jones. So obviously- franchise Um, I do not believe so. He is an unrestricted free agent. Because they didn't pick up the option, so um, I'm the stability of quarterback in Dallas and the stability of quarterback in Buffalo obviously are you know is something. Um, but I do there is the uh, I'm sure there is the feeling like oh this team drafted me I spent a lot of time with this team there's unfinished business that's obviously what I'm hoping for as a fan um, because you know as drama filled as it was Odell Beckham is a special talent when healthy and he can be featured in the Giants offense mightily uh because there's no other option so just my thoughts uh i still think he ends up in dallas and or buffalo but uh being hopeful as a giants fan um is where is kind of where i'm left right now okay well grande thank you so much for your time uh recapping week 13 we will return once again next week to uh do this all over again for week 14 hopefully there are fewer injuries and more uh positive news to take away but grande thank you so much for your time best of luck to you in week 14 best of luck to the fa nation